You're listening to the Soul Ties Podcast with Kenyon and Takara Martin, counselors, authors of the Soul Ties Detox, and founders of the Soul Ties Healthy Love Club. We bring awareness to toxic relationships, promote self-love for singles, and support strong, healthy relationships for couples. Here on the Soul Ties Podcast, we answer your questions. So join us weekly on Facebook Live, where we look forward to interacting with you live and on air. Do you have a burning question to send us? Then go to relationshipgoals.tv. That's relationshipgoals.tv. Now, let's get into today's episode. You're listening to a Soul Ties Summer Rewind, where we play back some of our most popular episodes thus far. Now, we'll be back in September with a new season and new episodes. Don't miss out. Don't miss your opportunity to ask your burning questions or to participate with us live. Subscribe on Facebook and Instagram at Ask the Martins. Oh, and one more thing. Starting in fall, Ask the Martins finally comes to YouTube. You'll see a side of the Martins you've never seen before. So find us on YouTube today at Ask the Martins. Subscribe and click the bell and be among the first to see what we have in store. So go ahead. We're going to get started with this letter and let's get let's see. And, and when you hear the letter, I, what I do want you to do is to if you've had an experience like this, Please chime in, raise your hand, let us know that this is you because we want to make sure we're touching as many people as possible with the content that we bring to the table. Ready? Yes. Alrighty. Oh, sorry. What's up, Ed Smith? Sorry. And I'm like, I forgot. How you doing? So I'm going to go ahead and read this letter. Okay. Um, and can you see, can you see baby? <laughs> I can barely see, but that's okay. God is still good. Baby. I'm still good. Okay. <laughs> so the letter says, dear Kenyon and Takara. What do you do when your ex of seven years has a whole new life with another woman after only four months? Please tell me, because that is where I am right now. I thought we were in love. I just knew we would last forever. I thought we would end up married eventually, but he's always said he wanted to take his time on such a big commitment. So I accepted that and made a life with him in every other way. That means we made plans for a future together. We saved money for a future together. Mm. We even bought a house for our future together. Mm -hmm. It got to the point where I just bought a ring to wear on my finger because we literally had everything else that most had in a marriage. And then I mentioned we were happy until last year. Suddenly we began fighting all the time. I began to feel like he didn't like me or like he was always disgusted with me or disappointed with me. Over the past year, it was like I went from being with the, sorry, being with the man of my dreams to living in a nightmare on Elm Street. Elm Street. As time went on, he started staying out late. Mm. On some nights, he didn't even come home. One time, I didn't see him all weekend, and I literally called the police to report him missing as a missing person. <laughs> he okay. wouldn't answer my calls. I didn't know what else to think other than something had happened to him. When he finally came home, he said he was staying at his mother's house doing some soul searching and came to a tough decision. So he checked out. He checked out and checked into his mama house. What? Okay. Okay. Go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> I just want to make sure we're on the right page here. 
He doesn't love me like he used to. He doesn't want to be with me anymore. He made a mistake staying with me for so long. He even said he felt like I took some of his best years from him because I was so needy and it made him feel obligated to stay. None of these things are words you would say to a woman you said you would marry, but he did. It's been four months since he walked out that door, and not only did he leave me with a mortgage and two dogs, he's created an entire whole life with another woman. She's friends with one of my coworkers on Facebook, and I found out that they live together, are planning a future together, and they're having a baby together. They seem so happy, and I'm over here still spinning from it all. How is it that he is able to move on so easy after leaving me so broken and feeling betrayed? Wow, wow, wow. I want to see something right here because there was something that was so heartbreaking. Um, let's see here. He doesn't love me like he used to, and he made a mistake with me. I think those are some of the most heartbreaking words that someone could say um, yeah. to anyone um, and in order to use it to wiggle out of your accountability for breaking yeah. up yeah. and spending so much time making so many promises and then pulling back. Right. Um, that is that's that's probably the most heartbreaking part of this letter. Yeah. For me. Uh, I will say before we even get started into the situation yeah. that the number one thing you want to do, Miss Ma'am, is you want to stop Facebook stalking. In a sense, what I mean by that is let that part go. Because the more you look, the more you search, the more you dig, the more you'll find and the more you'll stay attached. We'll talk about all that later on, but yeah, I definitely want to say that's that. That's hard to say because I want to find you. I want to see who your mother is. I want <laughs> to see who your family is. I want to see whose tires I should slash. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> Moving along. She's she's kind she's, of she's sort Moving of along. Okay. But there there is a lot of care that comes through there. So just to just to give this a, a frame here, what we have is we have a long term relationship with the promise to buy mm. okay and in the process of the promise to buy they prepared or at least she invested enough to prepare to buy is that right yes and or prepare for the marriage and she did all the marriage things to the point where she bought her own ring right mm -hmm. suddenly after one point in time he began to act different and someone is already keyed in on it and we already yeah. see it that he already was cheating or as a matter of fact Najma Thank you for bringing that to the table. Yes, he may have already been seeing someone else, but we won't call that cheating. And there's a reason why. We'll get there in a second. Amen. But he was he was exercising additional options <clears throat> at this time outside of the outside of the pr uh, promise, which became a lie. Now, as he did that, she was looking for answers. Right. She was looking for what can I do to make this better? What am I doing that's wrong? What's going on? But he began the process of checking out and I guarantee you he wasn't over his mom's. I, I guarantee you. I didn't even think about that. I guarantee you he wasn't over his mother's. Right. Because you don't just check in. You don't just check out and be gone overnight and and then and then just, you know, not answer the phone or nothing. Right. Um, but not only that, okay, the fact that you said that he probably wasn't at his mom's, okay. But the fact that 
he could use his mom and probably know that she would cover for him, I think speaks to a whole nother issue. It that, does speak to a whole nother issue. That we'll get into maybe on another podcast. We'll call that trees and fruit issue. We'll talk about that later. Yes, that trees <laughs> and them fruits. But the fact that you knew you could use your mom, even if that wasn't where you were, I don't like that. Because no girl is going to call somebody's mama and be like, and Deshay, I see. Yeah, he was he was still seeking more, but what he was doing, he was self seeking. One thing I when when I f begin to go into this, I want to make sure that we're not creating an opening for him. This was wrong. He lied. He officially lied to her. He 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 promoted a promise that he was he knew he wasn't going to fulfill. Okay, he yeah. stayed around. So let's let's go let's ahead get and jump into it because I got stuff I want to say, okay, and I okay. know I'm gonna step on what you got to say later. So let's get into this because <laughs> right. I got things, <laughs> got to, things say. to say. All right. So here's the thing. The reason why I wanted to recap that, mm -hmm. the reason why I wanted to bring that to the forefront and make sure that we understand her story, which may be some of your stories in many different ways, shapes, form, or fashion, is because as we go into this, there are two rules that we have, actually actually three, well, it was two rules that we have when we talk and take in your letters and your right. concerns. Absolutely. The first rule is compassion. We have to respond with a level of compassion Amen. and love. Yes. Listen, there are no stupid people. We all have been hurt. We all have been broken. Someone has broken our hearts. Someone has done something bad to us and we've all been there. The idea is, is to allow that person to be received and let this be a safe place. Mm -hmm. So I want to make sure that when you are speaking and when you're talking and when when you're when you're um when you're making your comments i want to make sure that you're charitable with your comments and Absolutely. you know we're not, we're not being mean the second thing is is that just because we're compassionate does not mean we withhold the truth the truth sometimes hurt but that's compassion in and of itself to get you next to yeah. the next level of yeah. where you need to go does that make sense mm -hmm. okay so here's her questions her main focus and question is how can he yeah how can he move on so easy how can he move on so fast how can he do this to me how can he hurt me and not care how can he make me feel so bad those are her main questions now those are important questions right and we know when we read letters like this this is fresh so those are questions in the moment of hurt yeah so i acknowledge those questions ma'am and they're very valid questions and here's where the questions come from they come from because you're hurt when you're hurt, you need answers. You need to know, and, and the answers you're really looking for, when you ask about him, what you're really looking for is what did I do wrong? What can I? What could I have done to make it right? How could anyone treat a person like this? How could someone mistreat me? It must be something wrong with me. That's where the, the hurt comes from. Um, well, I mean, that's, and, that's where the questions come from as far as where she's hurt at. Yeah, and somebody just said it here in the comments. The other part of it is you feel stupid. Right, you do. You, you do. feel but the I and, and, no no yes you feel stupid yes go ahead and and I know we're getting into this so no it's no like, go but ahead. it's just like everything that you've done to invest into this and I'm gonna call it a fairy tale right now yes, because she said she poured her all into making and building a life with this man only for it to end up like this yes i feel betrayed mortified i feel stupid i feel silly i feel like those girls that i used to talk about that i said i would never become and i think that's one of the biggest things that happens wow so okay go ahead well wow. but but the thing is is that when you start feeling like that in the midst of your hurt that means you're taking on the accountability of being hurt 
So we understand why you feel like that. And then eventually you're going to want closure. But you really, as you ask those questions to get closure, you never get closure because you continue to ask those questions. Those questions become less about him and more about you. What can I do to recapture what I believe that I've just lost? So understanding that, here's what we're going to guide you to. Now, we've been here before. Um, we've answered the calls. We've dealt with the I just want the hurt to stop. We just we've dealt with the talking people off ledges, like literal physical ledges where yeah, they just want gonna hurt themselves. everything to stop. The idea is to understand that there is no magic button to make that stop. But there's a guidance. Yes. And the first part of that guidance is asking the right question. The first question you should be asking is not how can he, but how can I? Mm. How can I survive this heartbreak? Face face that your heart is broken, but how can I survive it? How can I get through this to the other side? How can I avoid being here again? So let's look at that. Okay. Okay. Are we ready? I see a lot going on. It's hard for me because I see a lot going on in the room and I'm like, oh, I want to talk too. Okay. (laughs) So here's the thing. And, And thank you, Latasha. The idea is that you don't want to blame yourself for someone else's action. Yes. You are not accountable for the decisions that they made. You are, your accountability, if we can say that, Mm -hmm. is your responsibility to have possibly seen the signs up to that point. We're going to talk about that in a little bit. Right. But first, let's go ahead and lay these two ground rules because what I'm about to say yeah. will help you avoid right. these type of situations. I've said them before. This first one, you've heard me say all the time and people want to curse me out, but I don't care. Go ahead and say it and then <laughs> I'm a duck in case somebody throws a virtual shoe at you. Okay. The first one is rule number one. And then we all apply it to this situation. Rule number one is that you're single until you're married. Okay, that's the rule. That's how you should do it. But that also it should be the philosophy that you walk by, the philosophy that you live by. Here's what we have in this situation. In this particular situation, we have a young lady who invested herself for a very long time. What we have is an emotional marriage. Mm -hmm. Now, she she could go to friends and we've seen this before. She goes to friends, family, parents, church, whatever. And people will invalidate her feelings because she's not officially married. Absolutely. And while we understand that marriage has a different commitment dynamic, Mm -hmm. the emotional context of that dynamic is the same for the married and unmarried. What you put in, you want to get out of when you throw yourself into it. You bond, you bind and you go either into more bonding or into bondage. That's where we deal with those ties or those soul ties, if you will. Okay, so this is very real. It's 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 very hurtful, but it's and it's very valid, and that's why we want for later that she begins to start thinking from the standpoint of as long as I'm single, as long as that commitment isn't made, then I am single. Yeah, and that causes you to withhold the investment does that make sense it makes a whole lot of sense and for those of y'all who are the first time here i raise my hand not because i'm afraid of my husband but because i get really excited and i always cut him off and i really try not to do that she does that all she does that when we have a regular conversation even just regular conversations i raise my hand don't worry about it um the uh, while we're on the subject of responsibility and accountability of Mm -hmm. it again when you're hurting i don't care about accountability i want you to hurt the way i hurt but once all of that is said and done, 
Um, and these are for those who are no longer in those situations who are maybe perhaps getting ready to start dating or something like that, where your accountability falls in, especially nowadays, we have men who tell us point blank what they do and what they do not want. Absolutely. This man was very honest when he said he wants to take his time when making such a big commitment. Mm hmm. For us, that typically translates into a challenge. Right. <laughs> it's like challenge accepted. Yes, challenge. I will become your wife. <laughs> like, And here's everything I'm going to do to make sure that I build that life with you so you can visualize. We feel like he Abraham. We're going to show him how to visualize me as his wife. And that always backfires for us. Your responsibility then, your accountability in this comes in for everything else that you do after he told you the point blank truth of what it is and what he wanted. Right. It does not say. It, yes, honey. <laughs> it does not say anything about you personally. It it's does just not. a responsibility of how to respond to that truth. Exactly. Uh, one of our biggest things is that being there is nothing wrong with having the desire to want to be a wife. Mm. nothing whatsoever there is nothing wrong with you there is nothing to be ashamed of to be in a position where you say i want to be a wife i desire to be a wife the thing is is that we give all of that desire and all of that hope into somebody who does not reciprocate that back into us and so when someone tells you that they are not ready, your job is to take a step back and wait until they are ready or wait until you get into a position where you no longer think that they're going to be that one for you because they're taking too long. But that's where accountability comes in. We have to begin to love ourselves enough. And I will say this until the cows come home, love ourselves enough to um, not over invest in a situation until we know that that person is equally as invested as we are. Amen. So when you have the mindset of someone who is single until you're married, you can still be interested in them, you can still be attracted to them, you can still be walking down the road with them, but with that mindset, with that consistent philosophy, mm -hmm. you're mentally always saying, where are we? Mm -hmm. Where are we going? Um, why are we here if we're not where we wanna be? Exactly. Um, do I want to go there where you're trying to go and do I want to go there with you? And in the case of this woman who's been there for seven years, uh -huh. why is it taking so long for us to get there? Amen. And by the way, this is going to turn into a really long one because I have some things to say. Say that. Ladies, stop allowing people to make you feel ashamed for asking where are we and where is this going? Come on. If you are on a road traveling and there is no map and there is no GPS, are you going to feel ashamed for pulling over on the side of the road and asking someone, where am I and where is this road headed? No. Why? Because if you have a destination in mind, you have every right to demand that you know that you're with somebody and partnered with somebody that is headed in the same direction as you are. And you need to find this out early and you need to try the spirit by the spirit early mm. and make sure that they are acting and behaving as if they are headed in that direction period you are never ever ever to feel ashamed or bad or like you're rushing things or like you're doing too much for asking someone where are we and where is this going because if, if they cannot answer you without making you feel bad that's red flag number one amen okay that's it oh that's it girls you okay. could have kept going okay so that's number one Okay, the mentality and the mindset and the philosophy of being single to marry. Number two, now last week we had a different number two, but for this letter we have a 
a different number two. Yes. I want somebody, if somebody can write this down, I want you to do that. If, if Don't worry about it. Okay. Um, <laughs> like, I barely have a battery. Don't ask me to do because that. Because this can sound confusing if you don't write it down, if you don't read it. What seems to be the case is not the case until it is the case. Mm-hmm. I want to say that again. Please. What se- This is rule number two. What seems to be the case is not the case until it is the case. I'm going to say it a third time so someone can get this. Go ahead. Say it to, say it to the back so the back people can hear you. <laughs> For the bleachers. For the bleachers. What seems to be the case is not the case until it is the case. Here's what we mean by that. Talking about marriage is not marriage. Mm-hmm. Doing married things is not marriage. Sharing accounts sharing expenditures anything from a house to groceries or whatever the case may right, be right living together we're uh we're not even in the camp of saying that that's bad um the idea is though that when you do that when you put yourself together in that form that still leaves an open opportunity it does not mean that you're married that is not the case so why live as if it is the case Yes, ma'am. And listen, we're in the new age. We understand people do things in in a different way than what maybe our parents did and things like that. Some folks are going to live together. Some folks are going to buy houses together. Some folks are going to share bank accounts. That is 100% your prerogative. But if there is no marriage contract in place, then you at least owe it to yourself to have some sort of legal contract in place in case things do fall apart. Absolutely. And, And that's what we're saying. Listen, from from a Christian perspective, yeah, from a- marriage is everything. But we understand that not everybody treats it like everything. One out of every two people who get married or one out of every two couples that get married gets divorced. Yes. So what we're saying here from a pragmatic and practical level, it's a next level of commitment protection. Exactly. Oh, yes. Protect does your investment. Make, yes. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Um, that's what we want you to understand. Understand it as all the things that the that the word says that it is. Don't get us wrong. Don't misinterpret what we're absolutely, saying. Absolutely, absolutely. But pragmatically, on a practical level, it is another commitment dynamic that makes it harder. When you're in a marriage, you should be evolving from me and my to us and we. Right. As long as there is a singleness goes on, or as long as that there is an open opportunity for options, it's still me and my as long as I'm happy with you. Right, absolutely. When I'm no longer happy with you, then I break camp. It's too easy to get wrapped up and invest in somebody as long as we feel good, but then when we don't feel good no more, he grabs his PlayStation, she grabs her wig, and everybody bounces. (laughs) I'm trying to let you know, I'm trying to teach something here. (laughs) It's very- Why you gotta say grab your wig? Because they cost a lot, I get it though, I get it. Yeah. (laughs) But but that's that's what I'm trying. That's where we're trying to get here. That's the next level of commitment Amen. advancement. Do not practice all the things on that level. Right. If you're below that level. Now, right. don't get me wrong. When I say below, I'm just talking about what that dynamic is. I'm not saying you're any less than if you're single and you're wrapped up into somebody because remember emotionally 
it's the same thing. It's the yes. same context. What I'm saying is don't practice marriage stuff. Don't practice for it to be the case if it isn't the case. Because here's what happened. You're in there playing around with this case and you're learning each other. You're gaining knowledge of each other. Right. You're combining with each other. Yes. You're practicing each other. You're perfecting each other. Mm. And then you become each other's habits. Well. And then it's going to be hard to break each other or break from each other right for one of you but not for you both here's now I, I wanted to mention this later but i guess i'll mention this now since i'm on that level here's the thing mm-hmm. um how many of you have realized when it comes to soul ties bonds uh-huh. relationships and these type things oh that's okay thanks and and these type things that is usually the woman who suffers the most yeah how many of you have realized that and understood that Mm -hmm. okay i'm just right here i'm right here i'm good that's all right babe that's all right go ahead and do your thing one thing the the first thing the reason why that is the first thing is not a lot of people understand them they think they understand them and they over spiritualize them and but we won't go that down that line lane what we will say is this is because nine times out of 10 is usually the woman who gives the most emotional investment. And that's where the connection and tie comes in. There's not bashing men. We men would rather catch an STD than feelings. <laughs> because we're built not to be vulnerable until we choose to be vulnerable. Yes. But a lot of women utilize that vulnerability and that investment as a process or as a prop to gain the connection. Right. And what you do is you connect yourself and you connect yourself with such a commitment that you don't get the commitment that you're trying to connect for. Does that make sense? It makes perfect sense. Am I with you guys? Sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Am I? In, so I want to make sure that you understand this is the reason why. And again, it's not male bashing. It's understanding that we're wired very differently. Once a man, listen, once a man makes a decision to be vulnerable and he's broken, he's going to be going a whole different route. He's going to be crushed. Do you understand? And I'm not saying women are crushed, but I'm just saying that there there is a difference in the idea or in the way that we invest per, on permanent for permanent things. That makes sense. It does. And and here's the thing too, though. Just because he's not acting broken does not mean that he's not. Typically, what a lot of men do is they use. Everything that women use as a way to bond, a.k.a. sex and that spending time and that affection and attention and things like that, a lot of men use that as a coping mechanism for their brokenness. And so just because you don't see them also doing and feeling or acting like you are, sometimes they're just acting it out in other ways. Right. So um, now one of the things Najma just said, we are by nature nurturers. Now, here's the thing. Uh huh. It's not being a nurturer that makes you vulnerable. It's misnurturing that makes you vulnerable. It's Ooh. not knowing how to identify what's nurturing and what's trying to make somebody or what's molding or trying to make somebody. Here's the thing. Women, women invest uh-huh. in order to get out they like you like watching things grow yes i do you like watching 
whatever you put into something, you like seeing it come out of it. That's why a lot of us enjoy cooking. Absolutely. Everything by itself, I heard this demonstrated somewhere, but everything by itself is nasty. You ever make gumbo? Most of the stuff, the ingredients that go into gumbo by itself does not taste good. Right, that is true. When you begin to put it all together, it's that end result that makes us proud of what we've done and what we've accomplished with that pot of gumbo, right? So when it comes down to our relationships, we do not intentionally go into our relationship hoping to build and grow something up um, out of that person, but we do it anyway. Um, it's just innate in us. So even if there's nothing there, we are going to try to birth something, even if it's a relationship where it's nothing there because it is innate in us. Even if it don't look good or taste good or feel good going in, we know that if we can just work it, massage it the right way, do some ingredients of this over here and throw some love over here, throw, throw some other stuff that we like to give out over here, we are going to create something out of nothing. And it often does not happen that way. Exactly, because it's not something out of nothing. You can't bring anything out of nothing. There has to be a seed there in order to give there birth. There has to be a seed. Ah, Shabbat. You, <laughs> but no, literally, biologically and figuratively, there has to be a there has to be something to work with. You have to, and and that's what that's what we get nurturing mixed with trying to create something out of nothing. Yes, yes. Because you see the the possibilities. Mm-hmm you see what they could be. You see where things could go all the while they're saying in their words and their actions, I'm not going that direction. And this is the conversation that I've had with many women thus far. And I have to sit down and break it down. I have to say, okay, listen, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, right? Amen. He loved everybody. So he gave, but whosoever, God is love. First John four and eight. God is the ultimate. God knows what he's doing. If don't nobody right. else know what they're doing about love, God knows what he's doing. Exactly. Yet there's a whosoever. Whosoever is important because whosoever allows love to give a choice. Ah. You see what I'm saying? The whosoever creates the, the mm. choice. Right. So nurturers with this in mind, you have to understand that part of nurturing is acknowledging whether they choose to receive what you're trying to give. Mm. You can't continue to pour into a pot with, the, with no bottom. Or you, oh. can't con you can't continue to pour into something that keeps pouring it back out. Yeah. And, 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 and to be honest with you, you can't continue to pour into somebody who, can, who will take that, they'll, they'll enjoy it, and then they go pour into somebody else. You have to understand the limitation of your nurturing. You can't change them. You can't make them. Understand the choices that they're making. Acknowledge the choices that they're making. And then reserve the power of what you have mm. so that you don't pour it out or waste it on somebody else. Because here's what happens. You get jaded. You get cynical. And you get upset. And then you become a toxic person to be in a relationship with. The other side of that is you get over accommodating or, or, or overly giving and easy to manipulate. Because right. you're trying to not you're, you're trying to do whatever they need to be done. It's one side or the other. All of them is trying to avoid the hurt, trying to avoid the pain and trying to give what they're trying to see. And really, all we need to do is be honest with ourselves about what we are seeing, not what we want to see. Mm. Make sense? 
Amen. Amen. I want to give an example with Kenyon and myself when we were dating. Okay. I've given this example before. So some of y'all have probably heard this before, but I'll start by saying this. It's one thing for a man to tell you that he is not ready for marriage. And that is honorable and that is noble to say mm-hmm. that. And I think for a lot of us, we've gotten into situations with men who felt like that's as noble as they needed to be. Where it becomes dishonorable is where he still accepts and receives all of your wifeness poured into him, knowing that he is not ready to handle everything that you're pouring into him. Amen. And he is not ready to act appropriately and act honorably on what you are giving and pouring into him. Because in his mind, I told her I wasn't ready for it, but if she gonna give it to me, who gonna turn it down, right? No. When he eating at the table like it's somebody else's cookout. It's a, he showed up to somebody else's family barbecue and don't care if he taking a plate. Right. When Kenyon and I first started dating, one of the things he is big on is that he does not let women buy him things. He does not let women give him gifts. Kenyon, why do you not allow women to buy you gifts and give you things? Are you asking me? I'm asking you. Because it connects them to, um, uh, uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> it, it, it makes a connection that first uh, allows them to invest in me and they like to invest in, you know, they, they like, to, yes, like to invest in you. But it creates and an it, obligation. And it also, I was going to get there, it also creates obligation. I'm sorry, I was trying to read this. Sorry. The purpose of stuff. But you're right. It creates obligation. It, I, I, don't, I don't like to feel obligated to return. And the return isn't necessarily a gift. Right. The return is the love or the return is affection or the return. So all the reason, like while I was dating, all the while you're dating or I was dating, when I say this is not where I want to go, mm-hmm. this is not who I am, yep. and this is not what I want. Right. If I receive something. Right as a gift or whatever the case may be. And I, you know, I, I try to stiff arm him as much as possible. The idea was I gave you something. You don't have to give anything back, but it was really an, an overture to receive at least attention or to receive some kind of acknowledgement right? or to receive some kind of attendance yes. or presence yes. that, I, that I knew that I didn't want, did not want to commit to. So by accepting gifts, by accepting things from women who you knew you were not ready to receive that from, if you accept it, it means in their mind, what we translate it as is that, is that there's now a possibility. If I do this and if I receive it, it creates the possibility and the hope in our mind that is going to become what we are desiring for it to become later on. And so in this situation, um, again, I 100% fault a person who says, I do not want this, but perceives, like proceeds to perpetrate a lie, a fraud um, into that relationship. This is a fraudulent marriage because emotionally you allowed her to pour everything into you and she emotionally married you. And then he's like, you know what? Change my mind, psych. I don't want this no more. And it's like, what do you? How do you leave somebody like that? Then how do you allow yourself to move forward and then into another situation with somebody else? 
Hey y'all, Takara here, and it's that time of year again, where Kenyon and I are going to be walking you through the Soul Ties Detox program and the book. Now the program is available all year round in the Healthy Love Club, but twice a year we make ourselves available to walk everybody through at the same time, step by step, and make ourselves available as your personal accountability partners in this process. Now. If you're already a member in the Healthy Love Club, not to worry. You don't have to do anything extra. You just make sure you're available September 1st when we all get started. If you're not a member, you might want to get started now. Not only do we have the Soul Ties Detox course, not only do you get the book for free when you join, but there are so many other valuable tools and resources there to help you begin your journey to healing and your journey to freedom. But starting September 1st, 2019, we are so excited that we are going to be going to the Soul Ties Detox again and making sure that you are creating a healthy path and healthy habits to healthy love. What are you waiting for? Visit thehealthyloveclub.com. That's thehealthyloveclub.com and get started today. You do not want to miss this. Okay, let's get back to this episode. So what you don't, what you do want to do from now on to avoid these situations is number one, treat every situation. I'm single until I'm married. Have that philosophy, have that mindset. The second thing is the understand the case is not the case until it is the case. No matter how many promises they make, no matter what kind of, of overtures they make until they close the deal, the deal is not closed Mm. period. Don't, ever buy yourself a ring which is basically purchasing the promise for them oh don't do that don't do that waiting for him to catch up because that's what was happening there all right wait babe mm-hmm. babe mm-hmm. you said don't buy the ring because you are purchasing the promise for him yes ma'am i'm nigerian right um my sister is getting ready to get married Mm -hmm. one of the things that she demanded of this dude, regardless of what else house there was carrying on their relationship, Mm -hmm. uh, a Nigerian tradition is still paying your family a dowry. And in our family, we still honor that tradition. (laughs) My father still very much honors that dowry. And the thing is, is that what it does is that it's not only seals your level of commitment with her, but it also seals the level of commitment to her family that you are going to take care of her. It creates, yeah, that's going to create some obligation. It's going to create a seal on that commitment level that you've given. That becomes your betrothal. What would it look like if my sister were to take money and pay for her own dowry? She paid for her own value and she essentially, what if she did that? What if she put that promise of, or so her hope of a promise in the hands of herself, just so she can get what she felt like he wasn't being quick enough to give her. Absolutely. That's insanity and no judgment here, but you have to think about logically what it, what it looks like and how ultimately how, you know, you feel deep down inside when you proceed to do things like that. Absolutely, absolutely. Now we're not talking about the financial connection of all of that because we know that 
you know, some people just go yeah, in yeah. on rings and all that kind of stuff. What we're talking about is purchasing the commitment, purchasing, purchasing the appearance of the promise. Right. There, there you go. That's a better way to put it. And that's the problem. That that, <laughs> that is good. That'll preach right there. <laughs> I know. That right Somebody there. Somebody say gonna, amen. That's going to preach amen. I'm not, y'all, we going to send y'all our cash app name so you can go ahead and sow a seed into that word right there. I'm kidding. Okay. Okay. It's 815. So what I want to do, I want to close this out. I don't want to give her all these coulda, woulda, shouldas. I want to go ahead and close her out and give her how to get beyond this point because I don't want to leave her hanging or anyone else who has gone through this hanging. Absolutely. Um, just a little side note, a little side note. I don't want to leave men out. I know we often leave men out in this conversation, but I want to make sure that you understand women are nurturers, but men are fixers. Right. Yes. That's both the, the max, the, um, the, uh, the, the feminine and, and the um, masculine Version. of the same thing. Yeah. So we'll talk about that later. Send me questions, send me questions so I can answer it. Okay. Now, Here's what I say to you, her person who wrote this letter. And this is going to be very important because I know you're in a tender spot and you probably don't want to hear this right now, but it took some time for you to get to where you are. So it's going to take some time for you to get away from where you are. Mm. You can't drive from the state that you're in to a different state and then suddenly want to go back home. We don't yeah. beam up and we don't beam emotions either. So the emotional state that you're in right now, you drove to get here. You went on a seven year ride, seven year cruise to get there. And now you got to get back. Now we can expedite that, but that means that you still have to put time in. Okay. It's going to be a process. I know that that's definitely not what people want to hear, but right. it's going to be a process. Here's what that process is going to entail. That process is going to have to teach you, educate you on how you feel and why you feel how you feel right the reason is is because as we talk to people as we deal with people they want the hurt to go to go away but if we can guide them into why they're hurt and what's going on inside them emotionally mentally physically all those different things then we can help them to stave that hurt that and that 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 initial hurt off right. while working on getting to a better place. Exactly. Does that make sense? Yes, absolutely. Okay, so we deal with the physical, the mental, and the emotional hurt. Right. Um, the second, the second step or the second stage of that process ought to include an action plan. You need to move. I don't care how you feel. There needs to be an action plan to move. Yes. There's not. It's not necessary to be motivated. It's not necessary to be inspired. You're hurting, so some things need to take place, and you need to whatever that process that you get into need to help you move. Mm -hmm. Third thing is that you need to be committed to a day-to-day process right what are you going to get into day to day what's going to guide you day to day to get from the point b back home to point a okay that's what we want you to do and then finally mm -hmm. this is not a word you want to hear right now forgive me well funny um the word is forgiveness you will finally get to a point of forgiveness now, that's eventually. not a word. Eventually, that's not a word you want to hear right now. That's not a word. That's not a place where you want to go right now. But mm -hmm. it's a place you will get to if you get the proper process handed to you. Now, some of those processes, um, we always refer to counselors. 
to have, to have people to go to counselors and things of that nature. That can be expensive. We can't take any more the rest of this year. Our calendar is full and you wouldn't want to go there anyway. Um, not fr from the stem because of what we put into it is very strong, right? Exactly. On a personal level, on yeah. a personal level, on a personal level. But what we can offer, if you're looking for a process like that and you want something that is going to guide you that's specific, as specific as that, what we can offer you is what we're doing right now is we are doing a an online course um, that guides people through these different processes. Now, listen to this. They're only three times a year. We're, yes. we're, we're far too busy to do anything additional to that. So we're only offering them three times a year, so they're limited. But with that being said, um, the part of it that you want is you want our live connection. We are right. literally going to be right there with those people in those courses, guiding them through that thing. Yes, ma'am. Two things. Number one, y'all, um, say what's up to Michelle. Michelle Henderson said it, it gets better. I'm a witness. Michelle has gone through the program with us and, and been in our group with us. So number one, hey, Michelle, thanks for that shout out. The other thing for the people that are in here that are saying, I want the pain to stop. I would like it to stop. Or if even if you're not saying it, but you feel like you want the pain to stop. The biggest thing that you need to understand is it's not going to stop overnight. And even in everything that we do, whether you came to us for one-on-one -on -one, uh, services or you went through the course, our very first thing that we need you to understand is that we want you to feel this pain and you're going to have to feel your way through it. As soon as you begin to try to stop or blanket or cover it up with something else, a lot of times you run into more trouble. You run into more hurts or you immerse yourself in things that cause you to, yeah, blanket it for a moment, but it comes out in other ways later or other places or it manifests in other ways. Absolutely. We do not want you to stop this pain right now. We want you to understand your pain. We want you to feel your way through your pain. We want you to work your way through this pain because on the other side of this, you'll be able to see that scar and not only see where you've come from, but you'll be able to help someone else through the same pain right now. I guarantee you the whole purpose of your hurt is not just for you. It is to, so you can help somebody else. And while it may feel like you want your life to end and while it may feel like, you know what, this is over and I will never ever love or trust again, understand that there is so much more out there bigger in your purpose and in the purpose of this pain that you're in right now. Absolutely. And so it's not going to stop. We do not want it to stop, but we do want you to work your way through to its completion. Absolutely. Absolutely. There's nothing like being broken to let you know how bad, how bad that potter is. Yeah. A potter, a regular potter can build a pot, but someone who could put a broken pot back together, brand new, that lets you know. And what we, here's, we what we also, as you move forward, what we, and, what we want you to do, someone had wrote us today and they had talked about, um, what did they say? They said, I feel so devastated or I feel so broken, I feel so alone. Mm -hmm. Okay, I feel so defeated. Defeated, yeah. And the idea is to separate the defeat from being alone. Being alone means you win. 
because the character of that person who took you through what you're going through now is someone that you don't want to be with anyway. You're mm-hmm. you're feeling it because you're attached to them. You still want them. You still love them. And we're not going to convince you not to love them anymore. What we're going to convince you to do is understand you love them and understand why that love is no good for you. Oh, you um, understand what I'm saying? Yes. And then you don't want to, as you move forward, you don't want to superficially replace that lonely spot with something else to keep it warm because that's rebounding. Exactly. Um, we're going we're going way over right now, but I just want to make sure, I just want to caution though, because I'm, yeah. we're, we're seeing a lot of this going on. And I want to caution her as well as caution uh, anyone else who's going through this. You don't want to uh, put yourself in a, because that's vulnerability. You're already vulnerable right now. Mm-hmm. You're even more vulnerable to either to get back out there and hurt someone else, because hurt people hurt people, or to get out there and become even more jaded and jaded, and, and skeptical or to be used mm-hmm. by someone who's like the one that you're familiar with. Does that make sense? Amen. Thank you for listening to the Soul Ties podcast recorded live on Facebook and distributed to iTunes and SoundCloud. Now, if you're on iTunes, we can't grow without you. So help spread the love, rate us, leave a review and share your favorite episodes. And don't forget to subscribe to the Soul Ties podcast so you won't miss any future topics or your questions being answered. Do you have questions that you want us to answer? Just visit relationshipgoals.tv. That's relationshipgoals, all one word, dot TV. Thank you for tuning in to this week's Soul Ties podcast. We hope you enjoyed the program.